with a property expert who helps us make better property decisions. It doesn't matter where you are along your property journey, we're certainly here to help you uh, make the most informed decisions. And talking about some of those informed decisions, you can, of course, tune in to our other great shows across private properties, social media pages uh, at 8 p.m. As it's a Thursday, Mbalinoko brings you the Farming Podcast, and she's on your screens every Tuesdays at the same time as well. And on Mondays and Fridays, um, Chad brings you the Home Shoppers Show where he takes you through incredible properties that you can find on www.privateproperty.co.za. And on Wednesdays, Esty Carlson brings you the first time home buyer show where she's always in conversation with people who've not only walked that first time home buying journey, but have gone on to grow their property portfolios from strength to strength. Now, one of the other great things that you're going to spot on our Facebook page is a great competition that we are currently running running every single weekday you have an opportunity to walk away with 500 rands in cash and all you have to do is to comment on the pin post on our facebook page tell us some of the great property advice that you have picked up while watching the show and if we call your name then you stand a chance of walking away with that 500 rands remember the trick to winning uh, is not only entering as many times as you'd like but also making sure that you watch us live so that you can claim your prize of the money and that's some of what you can look forward to right here on the private property podcast with myself as i'm doing kumalo we will be announcing that lucky winner a bit later in the meantime i can see some of the love that we're getting on our facebook page solosemania sending those green hearts do keep the love coming this evening we're going to be talking about some of the you know we're going to talk about a topic that i nerd out over uh, quite a lot we're looking at prop tech solutions for the real estate industry I'm joined this evening by gavin rousseau and Lyndon booth uh, both from wealth migrate the ceo and the head of product and this is something that you know many of you at home know every time we speak about prop tech and we don't do it often enough uh, i certainly always get excited gentlemen good evening and thank you both for joining us on the show this evening Hi, Thamma. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Good evening. I'm happy to be here. I think before we even start, and I'm I'm going to start with you, Gin. If you could probably just give us a a nice overview of, you know, where South Africa's uh, prop tech, uh, we'll say, advancement is, especially relative to uh, some of the markets, you know, US, UK, Australia. uh, Where would you say that we effectively are at? I think we're early on in our journey. We're, we're doing quite well in, around the, the investment space. So we're, we're actually doing a lot around the property investment space. Obviously, we do that. So that's the, the area that I'm quite well versed in. But added on to that, a, a lot of what you're getting out of some of the international arenas are um, like so much automation in terms of how you're able to run your property as an investor in an, in an actual physical property, how you can automate your control and running of that, uh, how you're collecting rents, those sorts of things. Like, there's a lot of those solutions out there. We've, I've started seeing a few more pop up here and there. Um, but I still think we're early days. There, there's people with a, a lot of funding internationally that are, are further along in their journey. Uh, I think generally the South Africans, we've got a, a spirit of we'll, we'll get it done somehow, the, the bahoko by crook uh, means. So we're, we tend to catch up almost uh, as an aside. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and let me actually want to bring you in because I love what Gavin has, has mentioned that sometimes the, the perks of not being an early adopter is actually also able to just learn from what other people in other markets do. And I think that's actually more exciting. I always say, especially even when we talk about this topic, that there's no reason why a bridge being built in South Africa or any part of the continent for that matter uh, should collapse because bridges have been built all over the world. Uh, it's not rocket science anymore. There's nothing new and, and novel about building bridges. And I think in many ways, uh, you know, with some of the prop tech solutions, one could argue that we're somewhat on the same boat. By the time they kind of hit our shores, uh, they're not going to be necessarily new. But I think, you know, what are some of the opportunities that you're seeing, especially for the local markets? Uh, and given that we haven't adopted some of the, you know, technologies and systems that other uh, other colleagues and certainly some of our counterparts in other markets have already done. Great question. You know, I think um, prop tech has to do more than just take an old way of doing something and put it onto the internet. It's actually got to, it's got to revolutionize. It's got to change an industry to really, I think, earn that title of prop tech. Otherwise, all you've done is taken something you used to sign on a document by fax and now you're emailing it to putting it on an internet. That's not revolutionary for me. And I think that's where prop tech has the most potential is to change the game of how real estate works, how property management works, how property investment works. And I think that's where the opportunities in prop tech lie in South Africa as well. Um, enabling you and I to do something that we would never have been able to do before. And I think Gavin's right. A lot of, I think Airbnb, if I can use a very uh, stereotypical example, none of us used to easily be able to rent out a room in our house or rent out an investment property. Uh, You know, the hotels had kind of a market on that. But because technology came along that made it easy for you and I to do that, the whole industry revolutionized. And I think the, the examples like that very much in the investment space in the space we play in, um, but also in, for example, uh, student accommodation where you can, yeah. you can do things that are much quicker, much more efficient, uh, at, and therefore you can do it at a lower, a lower transactional cost. In other words, in areas where the rentals um, are lower because you're not paying as much away to a manager or for fees or for advertising because the prop tech has brought that cost down, you're now getting technology coming into these lower income spaces as well. So I I think that's the key is, does it revolutionize whatever market it's trying to plan? Mm-mm. I'm this evening in conversation with Gavin Rousseau and Lyndon Booth from Wealth Migrates, looking at PropTech solutions for the real estate industry. And of course, we'll be taking your questions and comments this evening as we explore some of these. And I want to point up from you at home if there have been any you know, PropTech solutions that you've seen on the market that you've really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you've even started uh, using some of them in your own property uh, portfolio, running your property business. What are they? We talk a lot about you know, systemizing the way that you run your property business some people are more hands-on and like trying on these uh, different solutions and others want to outsource as much as possible and have somebody else who uses uh, those solutions to run their portfolio no one way is better than the other i think if anything uh, it really does depend on the kind of investor that you are and you know how close you want to be to your property portfolio you know gavin i want to find out from you of the solutions that we've seen in south africa i mean i I made half a joke earlier when i was saying that there's no reason why a, a bridge should collapse that we build in the country or anywhere in the continent because it's not rocket science the reality though is that we've seen quite a lot of prop tech players locally um, get burnt, right? You know, 
bring something onto the market and sometimes it fails very early on. Um, Others, they fail after quite a significant amount of money has kind of gone into, um, you know, pumping up that particular startup. And I'm not going to mention any names. Uh, with some of the ones that have not done significantly well, I, I can already tell you with some of them, I could tell early on that that was not going to, you know, succeed or not because it's necessarily a bad idea, but because it isn't addressing some of the fundamental uh, pressure points that uh, local property players, you know, have at this stage. Perhaps share with us some of the mistakes that uh, some of the players are making uh, when it comes to bringing on solutions, wanting to copy and paste stuff from abroad, but not adapting it sufficiently to the local market. Uh, I'll start with your example of uh, we can't we can't build a bridge that collapses because we know how to build bridges. Uh, there was quite a revolutionary bridge built not too long ago uh, in a tiny little town called Ashton. It was possibly the most over-engineered bridge I've seen in my life. It was absolute work of art, beautiful. The way they've done it from an engineering perspective is phenomenal. Do I think it was entirely necessary to have done what they did? I don't know. That, that is not for me to say, but uh, I'm not sure if you followed it at all. There was a an element of them moving an entire bridge from one location to another over the course of two days. Phenomenal. And that's it's a, it's a first on the continent. So we are able to be at the cutting edge even of an industry that has been around for a long time. As you say, building bridges. It's, it's a small example, but it's great. Um, in terms of the, the areas where people are potentially not doing well, it's... We have a particular need. So again, I'll talk from our uh, investment location, our investment space. A lot of our, in our investors and the clients that we serve have a very particular need that they would like addressed. Uh, one of the, those needs is they actually don't want to be too hands-on when you're putting together an investment property. In order to start an investment journey, you want it to be quick, you want it to be easy, you want it to be simple. And I'm sure most of your listeners will be of the opinion that uh, buying an investment property and then managing said investment property yourself is none of those things. Mm-hmm. So that's actually really hard. And, and to build tech around that is, it's, in, it's an incredibly difficult thing to do. That uh, I think it takes a lot of funding. Uh, it takes uh, a lot of outreach to get a lot of people involved to make sure that it's effective and is actually addressing the needs of the, the people that need those needs addressed. And it, it becomes reach. Uh, that, that's why most places uh, aren't going to succeed is if they're unable to get the required reach. Uh, mm-hmm. You need to be able to speak to the people where they are, the way they understand, and they need to understand the, the value of what you're adding. Well, they, I think the, the days of uh, build it and they will come, uh, uh, that's gone now. There's, no one believes in that anymore. You've got to build it quickly and make sure you can fail it quickly and make sure you can adapt it quickly. If you can't get those right, then you can't adapt to the needs of the market. Mm-hmm. So I realized that was a really long answer to a very short question. I apologize. No, no apology needed uh, at all. You know, Gavin, I, I like this idea 
how you've differentiated and, and it, I mean, it, it boggles my mind that there's still, unfortunately, people who have this you know, type of perception and not just when it comes to PropTech solutions in, in general, but also when it comes to um, the way that they go about developing, uh, that bullet and they will come, except we are now at a stage, if you look at Houting, for instance, um, bullish building is costing developers quite a significant amount of money. You know, building that isn't justified by really solid uh, market analysis that says that this is where you ought to be building, this is how much you should be building, uh, or this is the type of property that you ought to be building. You know, we're seeing a lot of uh, sectional titles being built very bullishly, and we're seeing them, of course, not getting sold. Uh, and, and it's because they were not building in the, in the best phases, and sometimes, you know, some mixed-use developments, unfortunately, they were starting with the wrong type of property uh, instead of starting with a different type that was going to generate the right kind of income before moving to the next uh, asset type. And those are some of the things that I think are so crucial when it comes to um, managing our property portfolios and making data-driven decisions in uh, your property portfolio and running your property business. In the meantime, I want us to take a quick break. We're going to be coming back to this conversation, looking at property solutions, what we can look forward to. Um, and of course, uh, looking at, after the break, we're going to be looking at how then wealth migrate is different. You know, we're talking about some of the players that have not done well in this in this field they've been around for quite a significant period of time and have done quite well uh, in making sure that they maintain um, you know really good books and their, their portfolio is also them or rather they've managed uh, to do quite significantly well in the meantime we're going to find out who the lucky winner of the uh, is it i think it's 500 rands then we're back to 500 rands in the money bag this evening is and if they're watching they're of course going to be able to walk away with it and uh, after the break, I'll also read through some of the great posts that we received from your home. Of course, that is the pinned post on our Facebook page. But in the meantime, let's see who the lucky winner is this evening. And the lucky winner this evening is Yolandi Gusen Murray. That is Yolandi Gusen Murray, the lucky winner of the 500 rand that is in the money bag. Yesterday's winner, Fatima Samji, did uh, claim the 1,000 rands that was in the money bag. So we've got 500 rand. So Yolandi Gusen Murray, do make sure that you drop us a text down here below in order to claim your prize. I want to read through some of the great posts that we've received from some of you at home. Yesterday's winner, uh, this is what she had to say. I highly recommend uh, private property. It's my go to uh, find property and advice. They're extremely reliable, professional, helpful, efficient, and their website is simplified and easy to navigate. What uh, What's more is they have a fabulous team of experts who do a podcast every weeknight at 7 p.m., which is highly informative, inspiring, and gives non-homeowners the courage to make the smart moves. I've learned so much, and I notice, and I continue to learn because of these live podcasts, which you can ask your questions on the platform. Thank you so much, Private property fan. Thank you very much there. That's Fatima Sinji, who was the lucky winner uh, yesterday. Another one from Michelle Bongrat saying, you guys rock 
awesome. You're not just a page, you are a family. And that's exactly what we are. That's why every single evening we say welcome to the family, to those, of course, who are watching us for the first time, uh, because we like making sure that everybody is welcomed and, of course, is able to get as much value as possible. Uh, is saying, um, it's been a full nine months with my two properties and I'm eternally grateful for the for the for encountering a platform such as private property to teach me everything that I still needed to know about property. I've learned how to deal with the delinquent tenant, but I've also learned uh, to have how to be a better landlord and having compromising here and there for the benefit of my tenant. I've learned how to make the most of the agent managing my second property and I'm enjoying Enjoying the good returns. Menzi Butelezi goes on to say, I've also learned not to fear the body corporate of the complex I stay in. And I'm now empowered with the right tools to also keep them accountable. Things are finally starting to change in this complex. Private property has also helped me grow my knowledge on deceased estates. And that really brings peace of mind to a person with my kind of background. All in all, the, intim- the beast that is SARS is no longer as intimidating as I thought it would be. All thanks to private property and the host, Zamantongo Kumalo, as well as all the guests that come on to the show. Thank you so much there, Umenzi uh, Butelezi, for that vote of confidence absolutely do enjoy it and of course we want to make the property circle bigger so each and every single time that you are watching do make sure that you share the like so that those who are following you and your facebook friends with can can also see that you are of course tuned in well continuing the conversation with gavin uh, Rousseau as well as Lyndon booth uh, talking prop tech solutions for the real estate industry gavin i'll come to you this time around i mean when we then look at wealth migrate what sets you apart from some of the players that uh, we're even you know, talking about earlier who come onto the scene and doesn't really fail uh, and or sometimes just don't do as well as they probably anticipated they'd be able to do. Interesting one because it's attempting to define our key differentiator is we're allowing anyone, that's our moniker, we want anyone to be able to invest into international real estate. So our, our focus has not always been um, pure South African real estate, but it's international real estate. It's it's the ability to invest and own a fractionalization in a small part of a, a building in the US. Uh, I actually ended up joining this company because I was in New York, looked at a building, it's like, wow, it would be really nice to own some of that. And the uh, the, the price point is... You know, you're starting at uh, a few hundred thousand US dollars. Like, wow, that's that's completely out of the reach. Now it's within reach. From a hundred dollars, you can own a portion, and you can, as an investment, you can receive the returns of that investment. Like, you can start from a hundred dollars. As you get more, you can scale it up. It's it's a great way to add on to your portfolio. Mm-mm-mm. And I think we mustn't underestimate then the different kinds of ways that we're able to grow your property portfolio. Um, you know, some people will have actual bricks and mortar, and even in the actual bricks and mortar, it's different kinds of other properties that uh, you will bring. Lyndon, perhaps how should we be looking at, we'll say, the overall composition of our property you know, portfolio? Uh, and, and already we're touching on how it doesn't have to be one type of, we'll call it asset class within real estate. If anything, it shouldn't be. Uh, it really should be a nice mix. So how do we go about you know, determining what that mix uh, should ideally be? 
I'm 100%. And not only should it be what different asset classes, but what currencies, what currencies, what countries, um, institutional or, you know, commercial or residential. In, how about owning a piece of the Amazon building in Cape Town that may or may not be built on today's protest? <laughs> and, I think, and I think that's where, you know, we spoke earlier about the fact that prop tech is transformational. It changes the entire game for everyone. And I think that's what that's what platforms like ours do. So my bet, and I'm prepared to take this bet with you publicly, is that in a year from now, um, up until now, a lot of the podcasts when we talk to property investors and their portfolio, it's about, uh, for most of us, what we think about is how can I buy my next small buy to let or my next small student house or my next, you know, it's very small residential. You're trying your best. You want to be a landlord. Um, when I think in about a year's time from now, if not quicker, you know, maybe even on your show, every second show is going to be which country should you be looking at today or whether you should be looking at a medical building or an industrial building, even if you've only got a thousand rand to invest. And I think that's where the excitement comes in, because now someone who wants to grow their port property portfolio might think they have to wait till they get that hundred thousand to put down in a small residential spot somewhere as a deposit. And that's their only way into the game. But because of a platform like ours, you can literally with a thousand, you know, $1,500, you can be a direct shareholder alongside the funds, the institutions, the people with a lot of money at the same share level, same investment level, getting the same returns they are in the medical building in the middle of New York City. And you can do that from your phone or from your desktop in South Africa. And I think that's a game changer. This is why um, even within South Africa, we are bringing the equivalent of the best institutional quality deals. So whether it's the next V&A waterfront or the Amazon building or the next century city, anyone sitting in their house, no matter where they live, will soon be able to buy a piece of that. And, you know, you said earlier that form. Resources go and build the right things at the right time. Now, I would like to piggyback on their work. I don't have to want to try and make a mistake and build the wrong thing in the wrong place. If they've got the expertise and the knowledge how to build the next century city, I want to be a piece of that piggybacking on them, but investing at the same level as the Oppenheimers, for example. And that's where our platform and platforms like ours are making a difference. So my prediction is that literally in six months to a year from now, the conversation when we are talking about the everyday real estate investor is no longer going to be purely about what app should I use to manage my tenants better or how can I become a better landlord? It's going to be, should I be going into Amazon in Cape Town or uh, office block in New York? And I think that's where this game becomes exciting because now, as Gavin said, everyone can start um, behaving and investing and building a diversified real estate portfolio, actual real estate, physical real estate um, around the world, and actually at a lot cheaper than your entrance level used to be when you only had one option of buying a small residential. And, and that's where we're excited. Taking your questions and comments at home on our Facebook page, Prince Jones Mutelezi, you know, asks, and I'm going to put a spin on his question. I'm going to give it to Gavin. He asks, any reputable offshore companies to invest in as there are a lot of scammers out there? Uh, the spin I want to put in, because I also don't want us to you know, start naming different companies, but how should we or how can we spot some of the companies that are scamming? Because as Prince Masibu points out, there are quite a lot. Uh, I mean, I've seen quite a, a lot kind of 
bring up, particularly during this COVID period, so in the last 18 months to two years, what are some of the ways that we can check um, if some of these you know, companies are indeed reputable and whether they're doing offshore investments or even property investments? Because I think a lot of property in investment companies that have also come up have been uh, saying that they're going to give people all kinds of crazy you know, returns. We even spoke about this yesterday. And we know that that isn't particularly particularly reputable. So how can we you know, discern um, and figure out whether a company is indeed credible or not, especially when you're not dealing with the big things? Because you know, with the big guys, you kind of know that they're credible. They've been around for a long period of time. Um, but you're really now dealing with sort of medium tier and perhaps some of the um, new entrants into, into the game. Yeah, it's... There's an old adage of uh, specifically on the returns thing, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. So we don't promise crazy returns. We can't. Like, we'd be mad to. Like, we'd be holed up as a scam immediately, which is only too right. So our, our returns are solid, and we've got a track record, uh, quite a long track record of delivering those. However, we are not a property investment company. This is the very important part of the differentiator we make is that for us, we're providing our, in, our members an opportunity to invest in property with reputable uh, sponsors. So the people who are actually working on the deals, you're investing with them, not through another company. Your investment is directly through them. And uh, I'll give you the very... A uh, brief insight into how we decide who we're going to work with. And they need to have been around for 10 years at the absolute bare minimum. And they need to have uh, quite a large amount of collective experience in their development teams, like in their teams that are actually making the decisions. They need to be experienced. We don't, where we are right now, we would rather invest with uh, the safe, reputable people than the, the people who are they're new, they're just starting out. It's not because we don't believe in them, it's that we need to protect our members as best we can. But yeah, I agree, there, there are a lot of fly-by-nights out there, and it, it is really hard. The, the basics are uh, just, if too much is promised, you want to do a, a hell of a lot more investigation into it. Sorry, Lyndon, I saw you wanted to add on to that. Yeah, I do. If you don't mind, Sam, I want to jump in. I think there are two very important things. Firstly is if something is financially regulated, you're probably likely to get a much bigger deal, better. It's, it's more trustworthy than if it's operating in an unregulated space. Um, in South Africa, our platform was 100% regulated by the uh, South African Financial Services Regulator. And I think that's really important. Uh, the, second, the second aspect to that is if, if I'm going to try and sell you shares in my company and I'm on a listed exchange like the New York Stock Exchange or the South African Stock Exchange, you already know that that stock exchange has done immense amount of work to verify the companies that they're going to allow to list on their stock exchange. Right. And our marketplace is exactly the same. We have a marketplace and an investment committee and no company is able to bring a deal to our platform unless we have very thoroughly checked them, vetted them, done financial audits, due diligence audits, bad actor audits, uh, track record audits. So by the time a deal arrives on the Wealthline Gate platform, it has been through an extensive process 
on verification uh, by a lot of very, very qualified people, both within South Africa, but also outside of the country, because we have compliance partners in France, the UK and the USA. So I think that's key is go, if, if, if like your listener really is wanting to do this, rather use a platform like ours that is firstly regulated by a financial services industry, and secondly, brings you deals that are already vetted by an extremely extensive team. And as we wrap up our conversation, gentlemen, any final tips out, uh, for our viewers at home when it comes to PropTech solutions for you know, the industry, especially if they want to start using some of them uh, in their own property portfolio? Uh, I'll start with yourself, Gavin. Any final tips for viewers at home? Find one that you like. Find one whose team you like and get started with a small amount. Try it out. Uh, if, if nothing else, you... It doesn't return as well as you'd like, and you haven't really lost anything. But you have to start in order to do this. You can't spend a lot of time sitting on the sidelines just watching. And yourself, Lyndon? Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I think whether it's an investment platform like ours or some of the other prop tech platforms or prop tech solutions, is just start. Um, and, and try because the world is moving this way very quickly and it's not a space you want to be left behind in because in your own portfolio, whether it's because you're managing a few properties, et cetera, your competitors are going to start using it. It's going to give them a competitive advantage and you aren't going to be left behind. So embrace PropTech and really go and try and experiment as much as you can. Mm. Gentlemen, that's where we're going to leave it at this evening. Lyndon Booth, Gavin Rousseau, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thanks, Emma. It's been great to be here. And I've heard from the team that, unfortunately, we have not had the winner uh, claim their prize. So Yulandi Murray did not claim that 500 rand. So we've got to roll over to 1,000 rands tomorrow as we're going to be wrapping up the week's edition of the Private Property Podcast. Well, that's it for myself. We'll be back on your screens tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. It is a Thursday, so you can catch Umbali Noko on the Farming Podcast at 8 p.m. Until then, hoping you're staying home and staying safe.